Ladies and gentlemen, congratulations. You are about to arrive to the right place. Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the Alan Aaron's Sports Podcast. Are you ready for it? Now, here is Alan and Aaron. Why would he lie? 
I mean, the thing that I concerned me with was, hey, he's saying what he's going to do. Uh, he's tipping off the other side. But who knew how stupid the other side was? They didn't believe him. Well, they made some changes to try to rectify that, and all will be settled when they step into the ring finally on Saturday, October 9th. But as the champion said, no heavyweight in the world that can beat Tyson Fury. Period. End of story. No heavyweight in the world now and in the near future. I'm not going to argue with the boss man. So we're going to open it up now to the media. If you'd like to ask a question, please make sure to raise your hand in the queue and uh, Evan will unmute you and we will get your questions in. So send Evan a private chat message in the Zoom or raise your hand and I will feed the questions directly either for Bob or for Tyson. So let's see who our first question is going to come from. Uh, let's go to Keith Idek for the first question. Keith, go ahead and unmute yourself. I did. Uh, Christine, do we get one question or two? Two. You can get three, Keith. <laughs> if that doesn't pop like you and Tyson, I'm, I'm, I'm hands off at this point. <laughs> I'm not being greedy. I just wanted to make sure. Um, Tyson, kind of, you just dispelled the myth, basically, that fighters can't really uh, learn a lot in their first camp with a new trainer, because obviously you did, you know, you performed so well against Wilder, the last one. What do you think uh, worked so well for you in your first camp with Sugar Hill? And then what do you, what do you think Deontay Wilder might be able to change about his, himself in this first fight with his new trainer? Good question. I'm asking what that question is. It only took me six weeks to go from a slick boxing counter-puncher to an aggressive knockout puncher. With six weeks of Sugar Hill, changed me full style, full outlook on boxing. Deontay Wilder has had 16, 17 months, however long it is, since we fought and changed his style. I believe he probably could have got a degree from college in that time if it would have worked hard enough. Never mind changing boxing style. You know, anyone can do whatever they want in life. Everybody will have a game plan. Everybody will do what they think they're going to do until what Mike Tyson said is 100% true. Until they get punched in the face, then they realize that they've got to do what they've got to do to survive. And that's what boxing is. Everybody's got a great game plan until it comes down to it. And that's what it is. Tyson, my, my other question for you is obviously uh, the heavyweight division changed a great deal on Saturday with Joshua's lost to Usyk. The perspective on the fight was, and of course, how it changes what you might be moving forward after this fight. Um, I've only got one fight on my mind at the moment, and that's Deontay Wilder. He's the most dangerous heavyweight on the planet, barring none, and can end your career with one punch in any round. So I can't be thinking about what happens in other fights. I can only think about me. I know it's selfish, but it's a very selfish game that I'm in. Um, so I haven't really thought about Usyk or Joshua. Um, one thing I, I will say, though, while everyone's listening, is I've got no interest in slating anybody, you know, or kicking anybody while they're down. It ain't my style. I like to pick on someone who's doing well, successful, on top of the game. I don't like picking on people who are down and probably at the lowest point and probably mentally unstable and unwell for a big loss after such a uh, long uh, reign. So, you know, Usyk done his job. 
he had to do what he had to do, and that's that. And Joshua's got to do what he's got to do. But like I said, none of, real, none of my real business. Can't say I'm interested, because I've got the wrong bomber to deal with. And then whoever's next, we'll deal with them, just like I've done with the 31 opponents I've already faced. Thanks, Tyson. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, next up in the queue is uh, Dan. Dan Raphael, go ahead and unmute and ask question, Dan. Hey, thank you very much, Christina. Hi, Tyson. Hi, Don. Tyson, uh, my question for you is, uh, so the delay has happened, and I wondered, just, it's been a while, but think back to the, the immediate aftermath of, of the second fight that you had with uh, Deontay Wilder. I wanted to know how annoyed or whatever, whatever the right word is were you with all of the things that he said were his reasons why he lost. He said that you manipulated your gloves, that his trainer spiked his water, that his outfit was to There was like 10 different reasons why he claimed he lost. He could never seem to give you any credit for just beating him and being the better man on the night. What was, what's your perspective about that? I don't really make much of all the excuses that were flying around for so long. I think it just made him a weaker character and less of a man, less of a fighter, because you know, when you get beat, you get beat take the man's hand and, and move on. It's, lots of fighters have lost. Muhammad Ali lost fights. Mike Tyson lost fights. It's what they do after they lose that makes them who they are. You know, and I don't really, I've not really got a lot to say about what Deontay Wilder was saying. It's none of my real concern because when some, when some people lose, they have to make up an excuse why they lost. And that's probably Deontay Wilder's reasons for going into the second fight into convince himself of whatever happened. And that's up to him. Good luck to him in the fight, and we'll see we'll see if he can do anything better in the second fight. Third fight, rather. Is that it for you, Dan? Okay. I guess that's it for Dan for now. We're going to go to the next question. It's from Jeremy with Fansided. Jeremy? Hi, Tyson. Uh, you've been very open about your mental health struggles. You once explained to me that it's a daily struggle. While preparing for this fight, did you ever feel those struggles could jeopardize this fight or your success in the ring? I don't never feel like the mental health struggles can jeopardize my fights because all the time I'm training, I keep them fit, and I've got a goal, I'm motivated, and I don't get down, depressed, or anxious. So that's why I train every single day of my life, and I don't take no time off. Uh, you know, as far as um, what we've seen from Deontay Wilder so far, the videos, the training montages, um, do you think there's anything that he could possibly do to better his chances in this fight going forward? Yeah, I think he could try and land more punches on my face, and uh, that will help his chances of winning. Usually, usually a good idea if you try and hit the opponent in the face as much as possible. Thanks, Jeremy. Thank you, Jeremy. Next up, we have a question from Jonathan. Jonathan Nagel. Jonathan, go ahead. Hi, Tyson. Thanks for coming on. Um, when Deontay says he's reinventing himself and, you know, people look at his training footage, what, what do you make of that? And do you think you will see a different Deontay Wilder this time around? I don't make much of it because... Um, a lot of people speak a lot of words, and nothing ever gets fun about it. But we will see on the night. Um, I hope he brings a better fight, because last time was disappointing, really, to say the least. I uh, trained for an absolute war, and it was a one-sided beatdown. So hopefully he can bring a much better fight this time, give me a challenge. That's what I'm here to be challenged, you know. 
He challenges me to give me a good challenge. That's what I want, good challenges. Bob, are you still there? Yeah, yeah. Bob, do you, uh, kind of to that point, do you expect to see anything different from Deontay Wilder in the third fight? What, what do you mean? Do you see that? Who the hell knows? I'm not involved with that camp. Sure, he's going to try something different because he ain't going to want to do the same thing and end up getting knocked out. So he's going to try something different. What that'll be, I don't know. Yeah, try to change the trainer. But but it's not going to help him, right? In my opinion, it's not going to help him. Whatever he does, Tyson Fury is going to beat him. But yeah, he's going to try something. That's the bite I wanted first, Bob. That's that last part. It doesn't matter what he does. We we got there eventually. Okay, on to the next question. Danny Flexen, you're up next. Danny, go ahead. Hey, Tyson, how are you doing? Hey, Tom, you all right, mate? Yeah, good, mate, thank you. Um, you've got a fantastic record in rematches. Obviously, you're on beat and no rule, but you've always produced a better performance the second time around. McDermott, Chisora, Wilder, and Pulse. With that in mind, what's the secret to improving against the same opponent the second time in a row? And, and linked to that, what advice would you give Joshua to do the same against Usyk? Um, I don't know, uh, Dan, to be honest. I, I just go in there and do, do what I always do. Um, that's try and be victorious and give 100%. That's all you can do, you know. You can only do your best in boxing. And if it's not good enough, then you don't win. And if it is good enough, you move on to the next one. There's no secret, no rocket science to boxing. Although a lot of these fighters today, you might make it quite technical and all this downloading data bullshit. I've never heard such bollocks in my life. Um... You know, if two men fighting, punching each other in the face and body for 12 rounds or less, there's no rocket science to it. You've got to train hard, um, get to bed early, eat right, drink plenty of water, and get stuck in best way you can. And if it's not going your way for the one game plan you have, change it up and do something different. Give your best. Give all you can. can. Leave it all in the rings. And don't be in if I would have should have covered. Don't never think to yourself, if I would have trained a bit harder or... I would have given a bit more in whatever round I could have done better. My advice to Joshua in the rematch is get stuck in the best way he knows how. Put his best foot forward and swing away, Jack. Swing away. Cheers, Tyson. Good luck. Thank you. Joining us now on the call is Frank Nguyen of Team 3. Motion, Frank, are you there? I am. Good good evening or good afternoon. Hi, Frank. Thank you for joining us as well. Frank is also available in issues of Bob and Tyson for questions. But I just want to ask you, um, when Tyson did go back to the UK after um, closing camp here from COVID before he came back, what did you see from Tyson that you could tell us or give us a little bit of insight? Because he was really kind of closed off there while he was back in the UK before recently coming back here. I can answer that question. Nobody's seen anything because nobody's seen me. He wasn't. He, I, don't, I think we only see him a, was it a few weeks ago. But on that, it's a closed. He's just closed down. I mean, obviously he had the, the personal things going on with his uh, the birth of his daughter, and that that was obviously occupying him. Um, I, I don't think anybody troubled him because that was the most important thing. But I know he's been training very hard, and uh, obviously once his daughter was in a good place, I think that put Tyson in a good place. No doubt about that. And he's uh, as he said. Uh, well, certainly when I see him, I thought he was I thought he was in ex- ex- extremely great physical condition and he was great mentally. 
This is a dangerous Tyson Fury. When he's like this, he's a dangerous man. And I think Deontay Wilder's going to have a real problem. Thank you, Frank. And again, just as a reminder, Frank, Bob, and Tyson are all available for questions. Um, We're going to get now to another um, member of the media. we got tons of people trying to raise their hand and just bear with us here as Evan Filters. Next up is going to be Jeff Powell. Jeff, go ahead. Hi, Tyson. Good to see you. Hi, Jeff. Good to see you, buddy. Yeah, just give me a thought um, in terms of mentality for the fight. Given that you were held up and thankfully everything turned out well with the baby, um, given you had COVID, is there any doubt in your mind that you'll be less than 1,000% for this? No, you know, I never go into fights if I'm not 100%. Um, I don't go in on 30s and 25s and 35s. I go in 100% and I give 100%. You never hear me making excuses about, oh, why I did this wrong or why, why the fight was a bad fight or whatever, or why I got caught. Shit happens in boxing, Jeff. As you well know, you've been around it long enough to know that now. Um, you just got to do the best you can. That's it. Get stuck in and hit him more times than he's hitting you. Ain't rocket science. The boxing is very, very, very simple. You hit the opponent more times than he hits you, and you're probably going to win a fight. That's how it works. But am I 100%? I'm a million percent. Look at me. I'm in fantastic shape. I'm as fit as a fiddle. I'm sparring 12 rounds. I've got the best sparring partners in the world. Absolutely ready. I'm ready today, tomorrow, and forever. I'll always be ready. And I'll never make excuses because that's not me. I get in. I do the best I can. Don't make any excuses. And get on with it. And that's it. When I beat Wilder, I'll be on to the next one, so on and so forth. It's never about the opponent. I don't care what they're going to do. I don't care what they bring to the ring. It's the Tyson Fury show. Until I hang them gloves up, and anybody else can take over what they want to do. But until that day, it's all about me. And the road show continues. All these years later, since 2008 and 2021, nearly 22, and I'm still undefeated, I'm still talking this smack. Because there ain't a man out there born from his mother that can stop me or beat me. I haven't seen one yet anyway. Maybe he's not born. Or maybe he is, but he hasn't got the guts to come a fight with. But, uh, but yeah. We'll find out anyway. In the next just one, yeah. one, just last one, Tyson, if I may. Go on. If you, if you yourself could dictate who you fight next, would you prefer Joshua or Usyk? Well, I'm going to answer that same question, Jeff, like I've answered everybody else. I don't care about anybody else. They're not on my radar. Nobody's on my radar, only the bronze bomb, bomber, a.k.a. the big golfer. He's the most dangerous heavyweight out there, barring not. And he's the only one that I really care about beating. As to him, we will talk. The promoters will do their job, and I'll always do mine. Never worry about the Gypsy King fulfilling his end of their bargain. I will always fucking fight until there's not a fight left in me. You just worry about the other people doing their end of the bargain. <laughs> Excuse my French. <laughs> just got a little bit animated, that's all. <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what we're here for. Two, two again. You ready? Yeah. All right, go ahead. So I think we're all right. Yeah, all good. Do you think that certain people have been too dismissive of Wilder into this fight, and do you consider this to be the most dangerous of the three fights you've had in Wilder? Mm-hmm. Yes, I. Um, people can always overlook people, uh, Caden, but the one thing that I don't do is I never underestimate anybody. Whether he's the smallest man in the room, 
or the fattest man in the room, I'll never underestimate him because I've been underestimated since birth. But yeah, I'm still here representing still on top of the world. Deontay Wilder, make no mistake, this will be Deontay Wilder's make or break moment in his, in his life. Anybody can lose a fight, anybody can have a bad night. But this is his make or break time. He's got nothing to lose. He's a three to one underdog. He's got everything to gain and nothing to lose. And everybody expects me to go in there and beat him down, which I will. But you can never write Deontay Wilder off because he's at his most dangerous now. And if I was like the rest of the world, then I'd underestimate Deontay Wilder. I'd think, ah, I beat the guy easy the first time, beat him even easy the second time, I'll take it easy. No. I've trained harder. I've sacrificed. I've been in training camp seven, eight weeks, sacrificing. No families, nothing. I've never had anything that George didn't cook me. I've never drank anything that George didn't put out for me. You know, I've trained hard twice a day, six, six days a week. I'm really, really ready and prepared. There's not one thing more that I could say, hands on heart, that I could possibly do to prepare any better for any fight. This is me. I'm not me peak. I'm not the best. The best fight of Fury ever is now. See you next week. Thank you. Up next, Steve Bilton. Hi, Tyson. It's Steve from Boxing UK. Hi, Steve. Hello, mate. Tyson, after last weekend, how important is it for you that at least one of the heavyweight belts remains in the UK? Um, it's none of my real concern about where the belts are. As long as my belts are strapped around my waist, the rest of them, I don't care where they go because, you know, there's only one man who can clear them all up again and bring them back, and that's me. There only ever has been me. I'm sick of saying it. There only ever has been one. There can only ever be one. And you're looking at it. Me. The Gypsy King. <laughs> Alright, next up is Cole with Cole. Hi guys, uh, from Boxing Weekly. Um, thank you for having me. Tyson, you said in the opening press conference that you wanted to come into this fight at your heaviest. I want to know if that's still true, and if so, what <sighs> that will provide? I, um, I've been working on it, but you know, I had COVID. I had a month off with a uh, with my baby that was unwell. And, you know, it's Eating all that stuff takes a lot of doing. You know, I don't know if I'm going to be at my career heavy if I'm giving it my best, best shot. Don't worry about that. Just just know that I am a behemoth among men. Six foot nine, 270 plus. You know, I am the real star to the big men in the division. They said Tony Liston was the star to the big men at six foot one and 215 pounds. But, you know, I'm setting a landmark here. 270 plus, six foot nine, stop me if you can. Like a steamroller coming towards you. Tyson, you made a comment earlier about, in an interview that I watched earlier, where you said that you would have been more concerned had Deontay actually accepted the loss and not made the excuses. Can you explain that a little bit more? Yes, I can go into details. Quite complex as well. See, in all, if, you're, if you've got a problem in your life, and you want to overcome it, like I did with alcohol and depression and all that stuff, then I had to admit to myself that what was going on. I had to accept reality and put up or shut up. And that's what you have to do. In order to get better, you need to accept that you need the help. You need to accept the problem. But the OK Wilder's problem is he couldn't accept defeat. So long career undefeated, 44 and old nearly all knockouts, and he gets defeated. It must be hard. The Lord knows I don't know what it's like because I've never had to experience it. 
But I'd say it'd be hard. But the quicker you can come to terms with being defeated and move on and get better, the quicker you have, the more opportunity you have of avenging your defeat. If you can, if it's possible in your stars to avenge them defeats, then you need to accept the defeat first and then move on. Well, what I've seen from Deontay Wilder is he can't accept defeat. He doesn't know why he lost. There's a million reasons why. And he's still banging on that same drum about the drugs worm, Tom, drugs, water, trainer, all this sort of stuff. Many, many more things, costumes and whatever else. Um, and if he would have came into this trilogy saying, you know what, Tyson, you beat me. Fair and square, good man, but I'm going to get you in the third trilogy. Don't you worry about that. I'd have been like, okay, this is a serious guy. I really got to take him seriously. Not that I'm not anyway, but, you know, he, um, he didn't show any class at all in defeat, and he hasn't accepted that he's been beaten. Therefore, he can't overcome it. So you will see what will happen to him on the 9th of October. And with that, Gareth, go ahead. Uh, very good evening. Thank you, Bob, Tyson, Frank, for your time tonight. Appreciate it. Um, can I ask you, Tyson, even though you don't want to speak particularly about last Saturday night, is there a chance that if you have a comprehensive history... Okay, could you pass the mind watch, please? You know, say while we're on uh, next Saturday night, that you could say... You, Joshua, forget the victory, come and fight, forget the rematch with you, sit, come and fight me next. Um, good question, Gareth, but again, I've no real concern about anything else other than Deontay Wilder. Um, I've got a mammoth task ahead, a very, really dangerous fight that I'm not overlooking, that I'm giving 100% focus, and I don't care who I fight after this. Whoever the next challenger is, let me get through Wilder first. Then on Sunday morning, you can speak to me, as you always do, and then we'll talk Turkey about who we'll fight next. And quite frankly, I just don't give a damn. Um, were you... Can you just give an assessment, then, of how good you think Alexander Usyk is as a heavyweight? He did his job, Gareth, and that's all I know. He won his fight to look to him. There's not, not much to accept to express, you know. Did I watch the fight? Yes, I did. Was I absolutely wounded that he won? Yes, I was. I was, I was hoping the, uh, Joshua could win the fight, but he couldn't, and that's none of my business. And one thing that I have learned in my life, and not that I've ever been involved in other people's businesses, but I always keep this nose out of everybody else's business, because it's none of my concern. The only thing I'm bothered about is beating Deontay Wilder, and that's the most dangerous heavyweight out there. In my opinion, Wilder beat Joshua, Usek, all the rest of the division comfortable, but he cannot beat me. Thank you. Looking forward to seeing you on Monday. Thank you. you. Are we seeing each other on Monday? Well, I hope so. I got to Gareth, I got to ask you a question. Where are you now? I'm in the Wembley Hilton. Okay. You're in England, right? I am. All right. And it's evening, right? It's 10 o'clock, yeah. What are you wearing the fucking sunglasses? <laughs> 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 He's dug out my mouth. <laughs> you know loads about boxing. You don't know shit about sunglasses, I'm afraid. It's a full thing in this week. We're going to take one more question. Go on, Bob. 
<laughs> hey, let him out into the top. Let him into it. Joe, Joe. Hello, Dad Tyson. Joe here from Planet Sport. It's great to chat to you tonight, or today even. Uh, just a quick question on Sugar Hill Seward, really. Obviously, you haven't fought since the rematch, but that's meant you've probably spent more time with Sugar Hill and maybe learning more from him. Um, how how has that time been, and um, how good of a coach is Sugar Hill? I spent quite a lot of time with Sugar, yeah. We had about uh, one, two, three, one. We've had four or five training camps now, back to back. Um, we even spent a lot of time in, in our holidays together. Um, where we were still ticking over, still doing bits and pieces. Um, I've had a long time to get used to his style a bit more now. and He's a fantastic coach. Um, the most knowledgeable, the most experienced boxing man that I've ever had around me, by far. Um, his boxing knowledge is second to none. Very, very, very good technical boxing coach. Best I've ever, um, ever had in, in the last 10 years, I'd say, for sure. And on that note, Tyson, anything further? I give you the floor for a, a closing comment here before we wrap things up. Well, guys, it's nearly that time of the year again where I take over Las Vegas and it becomes the home of the Gypsy King. Um, and just remember this press conference that we had here on this phone. That I vowed to smash Deontay Wilder to bits. And I will. Tune in. Find out. Peace out. Tune in. Saturday, October 9th, live from Las Vegas, the T-Mobile Arena, also live on pay-per-view, ESPN Plus, pay-per-view, Fox Sports, pay-per-view, BT Sport, Box Office, or your local pay-per-view providers. Tickets, select tickets available on AXS.com and T-MobileArena.com, also at the T-Mobile Box Office. So join us in Las Vegas or live on pay-per-view. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, Frank. Thank you, Tyson. Everybody, Alba Media for joining us today. Fight Week kicks off Tuesday with the grand arrivals. We'll see everybody that's lucky enough to be there there. Uh, if not, follow the coverage all week long via top ranked social media, Tyson's, etc. So, for everybody on the call, I'm Christina Poncher. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next week for Fight Week. Goodbye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Evan and Aaron Sports Talk Podcast. <laughs> Subscribe and check us out on your favorite social media platform. Thank you. <laughs>